0: And welcome everyone to Eyes on the Mize. My name is John. Joining me all the way from Seattle is Ian.
1: Hey, what's going on, John? How about, how about your uh, Predators, man?
0: Oh man, my Predators doing great. Uh, game seven just just uh, tipped off recently. I haven't checked the score, but I'm going to do so very quickly while we get it ready for episode 11 today, May uh, May 12th, which is episode 11, which is count to 10, do it again game. (laughs) So this last week was a little bit about a little bit way too much about me. This week Ian is going to go ahead and take the reins of probably something that he knows quite a bit about. Uh, We're going to talk about the Infect deck, but first let's talk about some things that we saw looking at the community this week on our eyes on the community.
1: Yeah, so in the community this week, it's kind of community-ish. More in that we had another 15... and one, So we had another 15-0 going into the top eight. Eventually, unfortunately, lost the quarterfinal. And this was uh, Mike Sigrist. Yeah. Who is coming, coming off a player of the year. Still kicking some button taking names. Uh, he lost in the quarterfinals, which was kind of sad. I was actually kind of rooting. I just wanted to see somebody run the tables, man
0: it would have been great to the, the, the only, the only notch against this from this week, as opposed to last week was Siggy did have three buys. Whereas, uh, Josh Boothouse did not have any buys. So True. small, small little notch against Siggers But at the end of the day, he still went undefeated in the Swiss rounds. He sadly lost, he sadly lost in the first round of the top eight, but he's top pro. He was player of the year last year. He'll be fine. He has
1: on, he has green, white tokens, which yes. know, it's, one of the more popular decks. It's actually like the one standard deck I'm not looking at building.
0: <laughs> <And> <laughs> at least for to the top be, it four. It seems to be the best deck, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, other things, this weekend, it is the Magic Online Championship event. A bunch of people are being flown out to Seattle, where they're going to be duking out, including top names such as last year's MOX champion, uh, Magnus Lento, pros Jerry Thompson, and the aforementioned Mike Sigrist. Uh, it's going to be a quad format event. They're going to play, be playing Legacy, Standard, Modern, and Shadows of Innistrad draft over the course of the three-day event. Where they're going to have their finals, which is going to be a best two out of three matches, which is going to be a very interesting little thing to watch. So, oh, yeah. if you are looking on, if you're on Twitch over the weekend, you want to see some some of the top tier Magic Online players, I would go over to the Magic stream and check those out.
1: Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, there's not there's also a. Uh... SCG Indianapolis this week, which is modern, which is kind of why, like this weekend and next weekend, the main actual paper tournaments are going to be modern weekends. So it's kind of we figured we would bring it modern back because it's it's back, it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be cool seeing what the pros and the other uh, Magic Online ch- superstars bring to the the digital table, I guess you could say.
0: Oh yeah. Plus, um, by the way, before we forget. Eternal Masters is the next set release that's being that's going to be coming out. It's coming out early June, I believe. And spoiler season starts not next week, but the week after that, the 23rd through the 27th.
1: Oh, yeah. We'd be remiss to not mention that, especially when we're talking about the community. Because so far, everyone's starting to post up, hey, we got our spoiler card on this date. We got our spoiler card on this date. It's like, yes, give me spoilers right now.
0: <laughs> Put them in it's my like, eyes.
1: Put it in my eyes.
0: We'll see. I mean, uh, uh, Eternal Masters is going to be really fun to see play out. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I think it's going to like people are still like were or really interested right now talking about that. They're like, okay, do we want to see a fun draft format or do we just get the cards that we need for eternal formats?
0: I mean, I would, I, I think I said a, a bunch about that last week. So yeah. if you want my mini spiel on it or my feelings on it, just go to last week's episode. Oh By no, I way, just find it
1: fun. I just find it funny people are still uh, talking about it.
0: People are going to talk about it till the end of time. Oh, yeah, well. I'm not surprised. I'm not either. Anyways, modern, which we've both said is one of our favorite competitive formats, it's back after the Eldrazi winter. A few ban lists, a few bannings happened. A few it's springtime. Happened. It's springtime for modern. I can't think of something. To it's not that in Germany.
1: It's not in Germany.
0: It can be a pretty Germany pretty
1: pretty 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 reference, man. Come on.
0: Yeah. Anyways, so modern is awesome. There were a few unbannings to shake up the metagame a little bit. It seems to have settled a little bit. But you know
1: what? We talked about that a couple weeks ago, too. We
0: did, we did. But you know what has been a solid choice, even in the Eldrazi metagame and now in this metagame? Infect. So, Ian, tell me about Infect.
1: All right. So, before we start on Infect, we have to go back to the format where it comes from.
0: Being. Scars of Mirrodin, the return to one of the favorite planes of all time, and the best-selling magic set for a very long time.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, and then, but a lot of these big creatures, or the good creatures, I guess you could say, in these decks that you're going to get are ones that came from New Phyrexia as a set. Now you're looking at ones that have Infect. You're saying, all right, so what is Infect? Infect is a keyword mechanic. That reads, in fact, this creature deals damage to creatures in the form of minus one, minus one counters and to players in the form of poison counters. Now, they kind of had poison counters-ish way back in the day, but they didn't actually bring it into the forefront until now and they d- into this these sets and actually define the mechanics better. Now, the minus one, minus one counters basically... Obviously, you don't need to really go into that. Like, you you hit a creature, it's going to stay minus one, minus one. Yeah. Uh, Poison counters, though, were very controversial because what it does is it's a counter that the player itself gets. It's looked at as basically an alternate life total. Uh, Key key fact, and the reason why the episode says count to ten, do it again game, is because it halves your life total. You only need ten poison counters before you lose the game.
0: The big thing here is also that you count up. You start at zero poison counters, and then if a one power infect creature hits you, you you take you know one. You get one poison counter, and then you count well, up to ten. Whereas your life total goes at twenty and counts down.
1: Usually they'll say like one point of infect or two points of infect. Yeah. They do like a, they want to you look at damage for that. Another thing is. Unlike other counters, these can't be removed.
0: There's literally They're, one card that does it, and it's from, I think, Homelands.
1: Yeah, but it's, you know... It's
0: arguably bad, still.
1: <laughs> you have... Like, it's not legal in Modern. That's basically what it is, is. In in Modern as a format, there is no legal way to remove a poison counter from yourself. Yeah. They are counters, so they can be proliferated.
0: Yes, because proliferate means, does specify Which means players. it increases the...
1: Yeah, it's in, proliferate is a mechanic where it increases the number of counters. I believe it's, what is it, just doubles it or just...
0: You add one.
1: Add one. So you could basically just have like five effect counters pro- proliferate and get then they'll have six. So it's really controversial and people don't really like it because... And it's, it's even been talked about by like people of R&D where they're like, we're looking to do something different, really... Kind of messed up. It's an it's basically a mechanic that we will never see again. I bet you even if we see Phyrexians again, which is the group in the lore that the Infect mechanics um, revolves around, I I highly doubt we'll ever see Infect again as a mechanic.
0: I mean, Infect is one of those mechanics that is um, to quote Mark Rosewater, it's it has it people who really really love it and people who really really hate it. I I I would say, I would say, Infect is around a seven. I think on the Storm scale, only because of its developmental issues.
1: Yeah, it's people who people love it. There are people who love Infect, and then there's everybody else.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: If you don't like Infect, you basically just like shake your head and groan when you see someone else playing it. Yeah, I love, I love the deck. (laughs) 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 Uh, I was. Go back to when I got it back. I was like, all right, I need I want to play modern. I was getting back into mo- I was actually getting into modern because I was like, ah, standard stinks, whatever. Like as a new player, I'm like, I know modern and legacy eternal formats are gonna be- I know modern eternal format, but it's it's been around for a while. It's gonna be around it has older cards. You Don't have to worry about rotation necessarily, only about bannings. And I was like, all right, what do I wanna play? And some people were like mentioning, well, you have a couple of these control decks, they mentioned twin. Like, which was a twin combo deck. Uh, uh, this was right around the time Pod was still a thing. So it yeah. j- actually, Pod just, was just getting banned at the time. So there's a reason why t- Infect wasn't being played when Pod was around. I'll get that to that later in the episode when we talk about Hoser cards yep. uh, against Infect. But they're like, yeah, well, there's this really quick aggro combo deck that you can win on turn two or turn three, and it deal, does poor Infect damage. I'm like, what the heck is Infect? So I looked it up, and I'm like, this deck looks hilariously fun. I want to play it because it's broken and stupid. Yep. But it's broken and stupid in a fair way.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody will complain about Infect being maybe not too good because the ways of interacting with it, which we're going to get into a little bit later, are very obvious, but, oh yeah. It's
1: it's it's a deck that will do utterly broken, stupid things if it's able to be un- left unchecked.
0: Like another big thing with Infect is it's kind of like the Chekhov's gun in a movie. The Infect creature is in play. It shows you the player is showing you how they're gonna kill you. It's not like my pet deck Storm, where I just have a bunch of cards in hand and you don't know if you're dead or not. With oh, infect, yeah. you know you you know when you're dead.
1: Yeah, you go you go turn one breeding Pool tap it, Glistener Elf, your opponent's like, I know exactly what deck you're playing. Like, you give away your deck on turn one. There's no kind of like, oh, I guess I'm dribbling around, you know, going a couple cards, I could be some blue-black, or it could be blue-red. No, you basically go, I'm playing Infect, deal with it.
0: Yeah, or so, you die. So, Infect uh, so
1: is... The reason why the reason why I say do it, do it, or die, is the deck has turn two win potential, based on your deck list. Now, the rule in modern is turn four. You don't shouldn't win before turn four. Is the reason why people, yeah, consistently people kind of hate infect. I mean, every time a banning list comes up, people are like ban infect, ban infect, just because it can win on turn three, it can win on turn four. The pro, the thing is though, to win on turn three or turn four or even turn two, you have to basically be doing playing a do nothing deck. If you don't interact with my deck, sorry. You're going to lose. Now, one thing you also have to be aware of is this is a deck that wants to mulligan. And you will mulligan. And mulligan. Probably, to, probably to five. A bunch of times. Uh, the, the key of the deck, and we're going to start getting into this, is that you, have, you need a certain... Unlike other decks where you can be like, okay, I can draw into some spells or I can draw some creatures, you need in your opening hand a decent mix of lands, creatures and either Pump or Protection to okay. let you draw into those other spells.
0: Because the big thing that you you mentioned when you talked about Infect is that it's a creature mechanic. It is on a creature. So you need these creatures in order to hit your opponent and then be able to kill them with the poison counters. But one of the big downsides to the, the quote, good Infect creatures is they're all tiny.
1: They yeah, they're itty-bitty. They're... With the exception of a few very expensive ones, like Skitherix, good old Skittles.
0: Oh, Skittles! Uh,
1: most infect creatures that you'll see are one or one ones or two twos.
0: Because Just functionally, if there were like an actual, if it was actual damage, a one-one infect creature is more like a two-one regular creature.
1: Right, and that's the thing with having that ten infect damage is you are literally having your opponent's life total. So. You want the, your deck wants to have velocity, and with that kind of velocity comes with the form of creature pump spells, which you get through green. Now there are two different variants of infect that are extremely popular. I've actually seen people playing or mentioning green white on Twitter, and I'm like, hmm, go on. That was a, that was
0: an interesting uh, little diversion that I saw.
1: I mean, it, it, they, white does have one infect creature, but it's. I'd it's rather be playing a one
0: 4 vigilance for
1: three. No, it's Lost Leonin.
0: Oh the, no, there's more. There's more, but carry oh, okay.
1: On. Okay, well, the one that you would probably want to play is Lost Leonin because it's a smaller one. But yes. yeah, on. you, the thing is, you, when you're playing Infect, you want you want your creatures small. You don't want to worry about the bigger ones. You want them small, quick, and tiny, so you can actually put multiple out on the board. Uh, potentially, if your opponent's playing a deck that's going to have Wraths and stuff like that, which is some hosers we'll mention later, you actually can get around that through some other cards the deck has. But the two most popular types are Blue-Green Infect and more recently, Black-Green Infect was around back in the day when the the new new Phyrexia format and stuff, Scars of Mirrodin was around just through drafting and stuff like that. But Blue-Green Infect has been Historically the more popular variant now the cool thing about this is that you can actually transition it into a legacy deck. It's gonna be a little expensive Uh, Eternal masters is gonna actually lower the cost of that down with the exception of the dual lands But we won't get into that we did last week. Yeah, Uh, but you can play it a modern you can transition it even with The shock lands into legacy. I mean, they're not great, but they're it's not, it's not great. It's functional. It's functional, but There are ways to get around it anyway so the popular variant is blue-green. Why? Well, it has countersweet. It plays probably one of the best infect creatures, which is bladed agent, which is one in the blue, one-one with infect. It is unblockable. Like it says, bladed agent is unblockable, which is insane evasion because one of the other, the, the other popular infect creatures to play is called glistner elf, which is green, one-one elf warrior with infect. That's it. It's just a one drop, one one with infect. However, it gets blocked. That's why blood agent is so good. That's why blood agent is one of more popular. Uh, it's it's the pull towards blue green is to play blood agent and its evasiveness
0: also, because or go, go you
1: ahead. don't you don't want to worry about trample most likely. Also, if your opponent gets one or two creatures in the way, your little one one is going to die. that probably what they're playing on turn two or turn three would eat it and kill it. And don't want to waste your pump spells necessarily doing that.
0: Exactly. Because the, the green gives you the pump spells, and the blue also gets you some nice evasion spells.
1: Yeah. It, one of the more recent ones that's actually I've been putting into my deck is Slither Space, which is a sorcery for a blue that says target creature is unblockable until end of turn. And you draw a card, which is amazing. Now, there are some older ones, which are... Uh, tw- <laughs> Distortion Strike. Which is also gives unblockable.
0: But it also gives plus one plus oh, and being from Rildrawsy has rebound. So it gives you your creature unblockable twice.
1: Right. Usually what what you want to do is you can you can stick that turn two like you can stick your Glistener Elf turn one, play Distortion Strike turn two with a pump spell, so you could potentially be hitting for six infect damage. Then with rebound, you cast back again on your same guy, have plus two, have a two one, and then be able to swing in and kill your opponent the next turn on turn three. It's fallen relatively out of favor recently, uh, mostly just because you kind of want to like the deck. The it, it ebbs and flows in popularity with the uh, removal suites that other decks use.
0: Also with the creatures that you're going to see, like if you're in a very creature heavy meta game. Slip through space and distortion strike aren't as prevalent, but if you are in a, if you're in a meta game where your opponents are just playing Wall of Omens or Kalitas or whatever,
1: well, actually, in creature heavy ones, you you'll kind of want it to get through the the board clog. Like if you're going up against a Zoo deck, it's great because you just go boop right on through. Exactly. But it, in terms of trying to get through bigger walls, yeah, it's it's amazing in getting through walls or a Tarmogoyf with a big butt or uh, Tassiger. Yeah. Or even a Gurmag Angler with its yep. 5 5 body. It just gets right through it. So, you, what blue also gives you, obviously, is the counter spells. Um, you can play Getaxian Probe and not have to worry about it. You can play pay the two life because it Getaxian Probe has uh, Phyrexian mana cost blue, which means you can pay either blue or two life to play it. Uh, what's great about it is you can use it to – it's usually it's usually used if you absolutely direly need like another card and to cycle it. Basically, you just pay it to life, look at your opponent's hand, draw another card hopefully to hit that uh, pump spell you need. But what's great about it is you can use it and it's mostly used to check to see if the coast is clear. Like you, you check your opponent's hand. Okay, do they not have something that can get rid of my card like a path to exile or a lightning bolt? Or two Lightning Bolts. Just check and see if, okay, can I combo this turn? Uh, You combo because you're running at a minimum 14 pump spells in this deck. Now, what pump spells are run? Groundswell is one of them. Not really necessarily super popular. I mean, you'll usually see as a two or three up. But it's green instant. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. It comes from the Zendikar block. Original Zendikar block. So it has Landfall. If a land entered the battlefield under your control this turn, that creature gets plus 4, plus 4 until end of turn instead. You're playing modern, you've got fetch lands. You can stick a fetch land, use groundswell, and then wait till the next turn to crack your fetch land, and then play another groundswell based off of that.
0: Of note, it's not an additional plus 2, plus 2 for each land. It's just, if you played a land, I now give plus 4 instead of plus 2.
1: Correct. Now, what you'll notice about a lot of these pump spells are that they are plus 2, plus 2, or plus 4, plus 4. Like our next one, Might of Volcrosa. It's green. It's one green for an instant. Target creature gets plus 2, plus 2 until end of turn. If you played this spell during your main phase, as in you played it at sorcery speed, that creature gets plus 4, plus 4 until end of turn instead. So, you can basically go, alright, land, so I mentioned this, turn, this deck has a turn two win condition. Your turn two win condition is turn one, land, Glistener Elf. Turn two, land, tap for green, might of Olcrosa. Your creature is now a five, five. Now what you do is you either have another might of Olcrosa or a Groundswell. You pay for that, give it plus four, plus four. It's now a nine, nine. And then we get into our next pump spell. Now we mentioned Phyrexia mana, which is you can pay the color or two life. Mutagenic growth is the other, is a green Phyrexia mana, so you can pay green or two life, which allows you to have technically three mana worth of spells cast with only two two land, which is great. Target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. Your 1-1 Glistener Elf is now an 11-11 lethal striking turn two creature
0: if they have no creatures in play they dead
1: I have run it into kind of nearsightedly I guess I've done this multiple times usually it's against a merfolk opponent <laughs> 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 because they'll just go island go yep it's kind of nearsighted in that I could literally build all this up build this 1111 11 up and they can go uh, Tab blue vapor snag return glistener elf to your hand
0: yeah it's pretty rude
1: that's why it's great to have Gitaxium Probe. <laughs> because what you can do is then you can go Gitaxium Probe. That Like the opponent goes, turn one, island, go. Gitaxium Probe, see if your opponent has the Vapor Snag to return to your hand. And they go, nope, okay, cool, combo off.
0: Or if they have any other sort of disruption.
1: Right. Do I have kill? Will they can't counter one of my pump spells? Even at that point, I'd still probably just go for at least six damage if you had more pump in your hand. Yeah. But another pump spell this deck runs is Vines of Vassalwood. It's green, instant, from the original Zendikar block, and it has the kicker mechanic. Now, the kicker cost is you may pay an additional blank as you cast this spell. It could be, it's gonna be a mana cost. So in this case, it's another green. So you can pay green, target creature can't be the target of spells or abilities your components control this turn. If you kick it, so if you pay green, green, if it was kicked, that creature also gets plus four, plus four. So you have a lot of conditional gets plus four, plus four, which is where this deck gets that huge velocity you want from it. Now, most recently in Konzotark here, we got probably, I would say in combination with a Breeding Pod being banned, plus this card, put Infect back on the map.
0: And you're talking and about everybody's favorite mechanic, Delve.
1: Delve, which is hilarious because it takes a six mana cost Card and makes it one green. And that is for Become Immense, which is five and a green with Delve. So basically, you can exile Delve is each card you exile from your graveyard while casting a spell pays for one. So you're playing, like I said, you're playing a fet- your format with fetch lands. You've probably already cast one or two uh other pump spells at this point, or even a protection spell or a counter spell by the time you're playing this so if you have five cards in your graveyard you're paying green for target creature gets plus six plus six until end of turn
0: which is pretty good
1: it, it's very good especially when you consider remember you're paying playing with infect which means you have to deal 10 damage i don't know about you but paying green for let me take away 60 percent of my opponent's life total is pretty darn good oh yeah that's not even counting the fact that you're putting it on a 1-1 one, one to begin with. So you're literally paying green plus you know the previously invested cost of the creature to deal 70% of their opponent's life total. If you went turn 1 glistener elf, turn 2 uh, swing glistener elf, mutagenic growth, hit for 3, play uh, bladed agent, and then you go another land, crack that fetch land, play a pump spell, or, or hold up a protection, or basically, yeah. Try, it's it's, try it's not f- hard to
0: be able to cast it by turn three is what you're saying.
1: Right. It's very doable in modern to actually, because you're who knows, your Glistenroth might have gotten killed after combat or killed the next turn. Yeah. But either way, it's easy for you to get these five things to just pay green. One green mana first plus six, plus six, which is insane.
0: Yeah, so it's like two fetch lands and three cheap spells
1: or three fetch lands by turn 3 and a creature or pump spell whatever. Exactly. So another way this deck gets some velocity off of creature based pump is through Noble Hierarch, which is a great card from Conflux. Conflux. Yep, Conflux. Yes. Conflux. Also reprinted in Modern Masters 2015, thankfully because it was getting super expensive and it's creeping back up again. Yeah. But it is yes, John <laughs> actually, John actually helped me finish off my Infect deck by doing some lovely trades. At GP Vegas to yes. get finished hierarchs. But anyway, Noble Hierarch is a green human sh so it's one green, it's green for a creature human druid. It says O1, and it's a mana dork. So it what kind is it though? It's tapped to add green, white, or blue to your mana pool. So it pa- it pays for bant colors, um, which is of the shards that were going on back during the original Alara block, which is from But it has Exalted, which is an awesome mechanic that says whenever a creature you control attacks alone, so a solo attacker, that creature gets plus one, plus one at the end of turn. So if you have a Noble Hierarch on board or multiple Noble noble Hierarchs, this Exalted trigger stacks.
0: Yeah, it is really... It's a very, very powerful card. It is played in a myriad of different formats. And it is really, really solid in this deck because you can just stick a few if you need to and then you attack with, you know, your lone Blighted Agent or your lone Glistener Elf, and suddenly it's a 3-3. Three, three.
1: Well, yeah, like that previous mentioned thing, you can go Glistener Elf, pay for a pump spell. You can go Glistener Elf 1, turn 2, Glistener Elf, Noble Hierarch, still have another mana available that you also cracked to fetch, and so that's 2 in the graveyard. And then you're going to get a 2... Your, your Elf is basically a 2-2 already on top of maybe the 4-4 four, four pump you're going to cast on it, so you're hitting for 6 on turn 2, which is essentially... Virtual twelve, so virtual twelve damage on turn two is pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's I hear that tends to be very strong.
1: And then your opponent, basically with any pump spell in the next turn, is essentially dead. Yeah. So pump also comes in this deck in the form of lands. Uh, We have one land that does it. It's from way back in the day, originally in. Legends. Then
0: was, yeah, then it was reprinted in as a time shifted card.
1: Yep. Which puts it in modern. Battle. Yeah. It was time shifted in Times spar, which puts it in modern. And Pendlehaven is a legendary land. So we only run two in the deck because the legendary rule will legend it out. So what it does is it says tap to add green mana to your mana pool. So you can run it on turn one as a forest or a green source, but it also has tap target one one creature. So that has to be a one-one. So you can't like attack with it, let a, you know, pump it or anything like that, and then activate this ability. You have to activate this on the stack before, while it's a 1-1 one, one creature. So 1-1 one, one creature gets plus 1, plus 2 until end of turn. So your 1-1 one, 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 one Glistener Elf will become a 2-3 attacking creature, and then you can get Noble Hierarch to make it a 3-4, and then pump spells. It's, it's a good card to help you accelerate that damage. Yeah if you don't even have pump spells. You don't even need a pump spell, you just need to land on the thing. And the best part about it, it's uncounterable. The only way to to counter it is to kill the creature.
0: Yeah, it is a very, very powerful little land. And it does play hell with a lot of the, uh, a lot of what your opponents might do to try to interact with you. For example, they might go bolt you. They might, you might go pump in response. They might go pump, they might go in response bolt. And then if, or maybe not bolt. Bolt might be a bad example but they might in some way try to interact and you can just instead go pendlehaven that and save it.
1: Yeah. Like gut shot or something like that, which is the red Phyrexian mana for deal one damage. But nope. Yeah. Saved it. Um we also have one more relatively common ish. It depends. Some decks play it as a two of, some decks play it as a none of, some as a one of in the sideboard, but it's Rancor.
0: Oh yes, Rancor.
1: Green mana, enchantment aura. Enchant Creature. Now, this card came originally in Urza's Legacy.
0: That broken block.
1: I love... The only reason I know it is th- that directly off the top of my head is because that was like my heyday back in the day. I was like, Rancor is so awesome. I use all the original Rancors that I had from back in the day. But it uh, just Enchant Creature Aura. Enchanted Creature has plus two, plus two, plus two, plus O, oh, and Trample. Now, you can saddle up your Glistener Elf or your blighted agent, and hope that you can just one-off trample over your opponent, obviously it's not going to give any a toughness boost, which is, you know, it's okay. But usually with Rancor, you don't need to worry about that because it has another additional lines of text, which says, when it's put into a graveyard from the battlefield, so you put it on the Glistener Elf, Glistener Elf dies. You return Rancor to its owner's hand. It's a repeatable aura, and it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it acts almost like a... a a pump spell with buyback almost because it is just it is so hard to get rid of it is nearly impossible to get rid of a Rancor without some sort of exile effect or some sort of Uh, counterspell
1: right the only way to so, so the way to get rid of Rancor is I cast it targeting my Glistener Elf while it's on the stack you kill my Glistener Elf that will counter the Rancor or you just hard counter the Rancor you basically have to get rid of what it's targeting or the Rancor itself, like either through a destruction spell. But even destruction spell, you have to exile it. You can't even like nature's claim it away. Yeah, We'll talk about nature's claim in a minute, but basically it destroys target artifact or enchantment with some conditional spells. But anyway, it returns it to its owner's hand even at that point. It's, it's great. I love it. It's a two-of. The, the, the number
0: one spell that I would, be, I would be afraid of playing against an Infect player and I'm, say, a control deck of, any, of some kind is Rancor. I'm fine with you doing any other sort of pump that you have as long as I can interact. But as soon as you put a Rancor on it, I am very, very, very upset.
1: Now, a hilarious interaction that Rancor has with that graveyard inter- uh, return is the other... So you're you're like, okay, I'm trying to win, but you've only mentioned eight creatures. Now, it sometimes plays in ninth, like some more creatures uh, called Viridian Corruptor, which is one green-green. It's a 2-2. Two, two. It's one of those 2-2s two, we talked about with Infect. But it's a value card because when it enters the battlefield, destroy target artifact.
0: Now, this isn't usually main decked though, right? It's usually come, it usually comes out of the sideboard.
1: Uh, it's usually sideboard, but a lot of people have been playing one in the main, one in the sideboard. Just as like – now, the thing is if you play it straight up, if there's no artifact, you you don't have – you can't destroy target artifact. So it enters the battlefield. It's not like – It's not a conditional where, like, you can only cast it if there's an artifact on the battlefield. You can counter—you can basically—the destroyed target artifact will fizzle.
0: So basically what you're saying is, at worst, it's a 2-2 infect.
1: At worst, it's 2-2 for three. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not the best thing in the world. But odds are, in modern, your opponent's probably going to be playing some sort of artifact. Or if not, you sideboard out. So— that's like eight creatures out of a 60 card deck. Now
0: there is this one other not thing a very that's high, not usually not, a creature. Sometimes it's not it is. A
1: very, yeah, it is. And where it works awesome with Grandcourt is Ink Moth Nexus. It's a land. It is from
0: it's from Mirrodin Besieged. Mirrodin Besieged.
1: Yeah. Yep. From Mirrodin Besieged. <laughs> and what it is is it's tap for colorless. One colorless mana pool. But you can pay one generic. There's a difference between like it's so actually we've, been, we've
0: mentioned this difference before and well, yeah. no.
1: no but, but no it taps for a colorless mana, but you have to pay generic. It's you know, the confusing little intricacies. But Ink Moth Nexus becomes a one-one blink moth artifact creature with flying and infect until end of turn. It is still a land. So if you have enough mana thanks to noble hierarchs and our lands out, if you're flooding out, and you get an Ink Moth Nexus, you have a repeatable creature that avoids sorcery speed removal.
0: And has evasion.
1: Yep, with flying. Now, so if you have enough, you can, you have to you pay one or whatever to activate the Ink Moth Nexus to make it a creature. You can then put Rancor on it and swing for three in the air, and then at the end of the turn, Ink Moth Nexus becomes a land again. Rancor falls off of it because it's no longer attached to a creature, goes to your graveyard. Oh, nope, sorry, goes back to your hand, and you can do it all over the next turn nice, so repeatable three damage. It's great, and I love it. So it's a great way to get around a board clog or anything of that sort. So, that's usually what you're looking to do in terms of that. Now, I mentioned blue for counter spells. You're going to run, usually it's the, the norm nowadays to run two spell pierce, which is blue for instant counter target, not creature spell, unless this controller pays two additional mana. Basically,
0: you just want to counter the removal spells that people are going to try and put on top of your creatures to say, no, 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 I don't want you to do that.
1: Correct. Um, You'll play with that. Like I said, you also have protection spells. Your Vines of Vastwood is a pump and protection. It's the best of both worlds. But you also run usually one or two of Apostles' Blessing. This is from the new Phyrexia block. So you're going to be paying with Phyrexian mana again, but it's white Phyrexian mana. So it's pay with white or two life. But it's a one and a Phyrexian white. Target artifact or creature you control gains protection from artifacts or from the color of your choice until end of turn.
0: That artifact it, clause is very relevant sometimes.
1: It can be if you're trying to get through uh, an affinity opponent. You can be like protection from artifacts, swing through. If against affinity, it essentially says this creature is unblockable.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the main use of, of the Apostle's Blessing that you'll see in most cases. It can also counter some removal spells, because you can say, hey, you're trying to bolt it, I'm going to give it protection from red, your bolt doesn't actually do anything now.
1: Right, because you could be pump spell, and then your opponent goes, I'm going to bolt it before your pump spell resolves. If you don't have another pump spell, you can protect it. And then, incidentally, you'll sometimes get through, just because of the sheer unblockability, or... Be like, oh, look, I gave it protection from red, and you have a creature that's red, Aha, I get through. So that's mostly what you're going to see in terms of protection from it is either the little counterspells or that. And occasionally, sometimes people run a skite, which is a artifact creature horror for two mana. It's an 0-4 that has a blue Phyrexian ability on it. You pay blue Phyrexian, or, so it's blue or two life, change target of target spell or ability to Spellskite. So if someone's trying to bolt or uh, pad the exile and remove your infect creature that's got pump on it or like your opponent might even let, like if they have path to exile, they might let all the pump resolve and let you tap out and then go for it. But you can redirect a kill or exile spell to skite, It'll take the hit for it and let your infect creature get through.
0: Yeah, Spellskite is very popular in certain places to be able to prevent you from losing a key creature or prevent a key burn spell from hitting your face as opposed to hitting it 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 sees play in a wide variety of decks and it's very versatile
1: yeah it's great in your deck and it's great against your deck and we'll get into that when we talk about our hosers that's most of what you're going to see in the non-land portion of your deck uh sometimes you'll see people run one or two dismember which is one phyrexium black phyrexium black uh target creature gets minus five minus five until end of turn so it could be one based,
0: mana pay for life to kill a creature. Yeah,
1: one mana pay for life. You aren't going to have any in this particular variant uh, to pay that black, so it's just one in four life. Uh, it's great for removal if your opponent has just left one blocker up. Uh, it's really actually some of the only removal that is worthwhile running in yeah. uh, blue and green colors. Now, now Ian, so,
0: real quick, you did mention a few of these Phyrexian mana cards in Gataxian Pro, Immunogenic Growth, and Dismember. Why do we care about running these? Like, we all know that our life is a resource, but right. too much of our, losing too much of our life can be a problem. Why does the Infect deck play all these Phyrexian mana spells? And you seem very willing to basically be like, oh, this, this mutagenic growth is pay to life, because yeah. I can cast it for free.
1: Or Gitaxian Probe. I'm paying to life with Gitaxian Probe. Now, when you're pa- playing with Infect and against Infect, you're, it's it's like, whose line is it anyway? where the cards are there and your life totals don't matter. <laughs> because you're you're literally... You're using your life essentially as more mana pool. Like I said, this deck is... The blue-green variety especially is all about velocity. You want to beat your opponent by turn four. Because if by turn four, your opponent's probably going to be able to establish a board presence, get some mana, be able to deal with your small little 1-1s. Because your deck is... Your main deck is literally four one or eight one ones and four oh ones, and then four creature lands that are one ones with the potential of an oh four or a two two.
0: Yeah, you're, you're they, not bringing are, the beef. If your
1: opponent is able to establish a board presence, you have to win by pump spells. Um, this deck can dirtle if you're lucky. <laughs> um, I have dirtled with it before, but you're uh, just getting a uh, Mostly through your sideboard is where you're going to get some help with that. Um, now your lands, obviously, you're going to run 19 to 20 lands. Two of them are Pendlehaven, four of them are Ink Moth Nexus. So the remaining, six, so the remaining 14 to 13 lands are going to be a combination of... Usually I run 19 lands, so I'm running three breeding pool, two forest, and eight fetch lands. You can up it to uh, nine fetch lands, uh, or run three forest and eight fetch lands. The land base is mostly going to be built around... a. Uh, you, you have the this, this six lands of Ink Moth Nexus and Haven, So the four Ink Moth, two Haven, And then everything else is like three breeding pool. And the rest of the numbers are usually however you see fit. Uh, and what you feel your playstyle is. If you feel like you flood out or if you don't get enough land too much. So your sideboard is where you can make... Obviously your sideboard is going to make or break your deck. This one... Um, it's a staple in both uh, blue green and the blue black, or the green, black, which we'll be talking about next, is Nature's Claim. I mentioned a little earlier, it's green, instant, destroy target, artifact, or enchantment. Its controller gains four life. Like I said, some decks that gain four life, like burn, they're like, oh my god, I can't give the opponent four life because that's two burn spells I have to give away or have to do extra to you know equal this one card. Nature's Claim you don't care, you're dealing infect, you're hitting for 10. Yeah. (laughs) You're counting to 10.
0: And you're not even counting the regular life total. It's just like, sure, I'll get rid of that and you can gain life. It doesn't matter you're still at 3 infect or 2 infect or whatever.
1: Real fun thing is if you're getting beat down by your opponent and you need to survive, you can activate your Ink Moth Nexus and Nature's Claim Your Own Ink Moth Nexus to gain 4 life to pad your own life total to win on the next turn. I have done that before. Your opponent's like, why are you activating Ink Moth Nexus? It's I'm like, it's they're like it's tapped. Like, I had a tapped Ink Moth Nexus, activated it, nature's claimed it, gained four life, I was at one, I untap and kill my opponent. Because they thought they had me, because I was basically tapped, all but tapped out.
0: Yep, Trixie Hobbitses.
1: Yeah, it's a great deck and I love it. Um, so usually you'll see another dismember or two there. Some cool tech that people run, uh, it kind of ebbs and flows, is Wild Defiance. It's an enchantment, two and a green. Whenever a creature you control becomes the target of an instant or sorcery spell, that creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. So if Lightning Bolt is good in the format, which it's becoming better again uh, due to small creature aggro decks and stuff, probably people are going to be playing stuff like Jund, which has access to Lightning Bolt and removal of that sort. Uh, Any damage-based removal, Wild Defiance is amazing against because it can be you targeting it or your opponent targeting it and it gets the plus three plus three bonus. There's
0: also a so, really funny game you can play if you have two spell skites.
1: Yes, and, that's and an a lot amazing. of defiance in play. <laughs> yeah, because you can as long as you have enough life total, you can actually bounce like you can target a pump spell on one of your creatures. If you have two spell skites out, you can do it with both of your spell skites. You can bounce this. you can bounce back your uh your your pump spell between the two creatures, stacking while defiance triggers and then swing for like actual like twenty damage.
0: It's not a it's not a play that happens a lot. But it's it a strat
1: there. No, it's a strategy that's I mean, I've won with Noble Hierarch beatdowns before based using Wild Defiance and just having pump spells. I had like a 14, six, 14 15 Noble Hierarch one time. It's ridiculous. I've had a 14 seventeen <laughs>
0: Needless to say, this is not 14, plan a, I a. I've had a
1: 14-18 spell skype, yeah. It's, it's not plan it's, A. It's not plan it's, A. It's
0: not plan B. It's, it's probably like not plan, even plan C.
1: It's plan D. Yeah. Plus. <laughs> um, so you're going to have more dismembers, uh, and then the rest of your cyborg is really up to what you feel your is going to be. Uh, Dispel is obviously there as a two of uh, in most infect cyborgs, as if you're going up against a removal-heavy deck, you're going to bring that in to help protect your pump spells and your creatures from removal. Uh you'll see another Verdean Corruptor or two in there depending on one's in the main there'll be two in the sideboard uh, as just incidental uh, artifact hate for infinity plus artifacts are just all across the board here uh, you'll see Hercules Recall sometimes if you're expecting a uh, artifact affinity heavy. yeah a artifact heavy thing Hercules Recall is an instant for one in a blue return all artifacts target player control, control eh, controls to his or her hand yeah I love how the text on it says his or her it's great um <laughs> I mean, it could say to their hand, but it's whatever. Anyway, we're
0: not going to get into templating again. Oh no, 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 or no. I like, I, no! I just like style guide.
1: I just like templating style guide. Anyway, so it returns all the artifacts to their hand. Uh, basically, your opponent can just like poop a lot of artifacts like Mem Knights or Ornithopters for free, and then just go nope, back to your hand. You have to discard. <laughs> have fun. You
0: know what else? You know what else is also great? Uh, Hercules Recall is great against.
1: Uh, the Thopter deck.
0: Thopter swords, yeah.
1: Oh so good oh all your tokens just poof gone all that, look at all that work you just did yep um if you're expecting uh graveyard using decks so snapcaster based decks or dredge graph diggers cage amazing card because that's it it's one art one man artifact creature cards can't enter the battlefield from graveyards or libraries players can't cast cards in graveyards or libraries Basically yep. shuts down how Dredge likes to operate with, especially the newer Dredge decks because it got some lovely new toys in it, Insolent, Neonate, and Prized Amalgam. Yeah.
0: It also hoses some really other interesting strategies like it stops the Gifts Ungiven control decks from working. It stops...
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie. does I,
0: it stop Mindslaver lock? I have I to double-check to see if it stops a Mindslaver lock. I don't I forget. Think it does. But
1: it's definitely getting back into my sideboard because Doctor Gifts is... Becoming a popular deck. Uh, yeah. Dredge is becoming a popular deck. Uh, you can also play uh, Relic of Progenitus as other thing. It's a, another one-mana artifact. Yeah, Relic
0: has an ability of see- tap. Uh, target player exiles he- a card from their libra- from their graveyard. And you can pay one exile Relic, exile all cards from graveyard to draw a card.
1: Yeah, basically, the original print said remove all graveyards from the game, which is now just... Uh, been. Uh, Exile ork old, ork old to exile all things, draw a card. So it's great. Uh graveyard hate, but unfortunately it goes on that goes on the stack. So, so your you can respond to Your it. opponent can respond and combo <laughs> off with your dredge stuff before it's like, oh okay, combo, 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 combo. Alright, now my artifact oh my no, now the three cards in my graveyard are gone. By the way, I have six on the battlefield. Yeah. Look at yeah. All those zombie tokens from bridge from below. Yeah. But anyway, so and then you'll see some other stuff like Necropede. Uh, which is a 2 mana infect creature artifact in artifact creature insect one one infect when it is put in the graveyard from the battlefield you may put a minus one minus one counter on target creature it's used occasionally against some of those uh, snap caster type decks yeah other decks playing like small creatures or tokens if you want to just get rid of the troublesome creature you'll obviously see spellskite in the sideboard or in the main deck um, usually it's it's a it's there's a like kind of rotating set of cards that you'll see there, uh, mostly based on the metagame. Now, a real cool piece of tech that gets into these decks is Dryad Arbor.
0: Dryad Arbor is a very sweet card.
1: It's a land creature, Forest Dryad. So it's an actual creature, but it's a land. It's from F- Future Sight. Yep. It's a one-one. Dryad Arbor is green. It's it's a. Basically a forest, but it's also a creature. It is really now,
0: weird because Dryad Arbor can't tap for mana the turn it comes into play.
1: Yeah, it has so many things. But why it might see cyborg play is if you're expecting to see cards like Liliana of the Veil vale or other Edict-type effects, where its target player sacrifices a creature. If you have a fetch land on the battlefield, you can literally go through your deck, find a creature, put it on the battlefield, and sacrifice it. All you did is just lose the, land.
0: the uh, dried oh. Arbor Fetching up a Dryad Arbor tech is also really useful with the... Um, hexproof deck where they're trying to load up one big thing and hit your opponent um, Infect and Boggles have a very similar play style in that regard where it's here's a big threat hit you with it and then the Dryad Arbor able to kind of take the hit or take the bullet for your payload is a very useful tool to have
1: yeah just as long as they don't have the protection from creatures enchantment on there yeah, I forget which one it is, but anyways. So, so that's uh, one funny thing that's actually been popping up a bunch against some of these decks that will, you know, hit your life total and t- to help pad your life total. Actually, against some of the uses of these Phyrexian mana, is Kitchen Finks has actually been seeing cyborg play. Really, as a there was one in a modern league from yesterday that went five zero playing four Kitchen Finks in the cyborg.
0: Jeez, I guess they really hated the burn matchup.
1: Well, burn or needed flexi mana, or yeah. was getting hit hard and fast by some other decks that beat it quickly. Basically, yeah. it's the modern thing. If you can't beat it, go faster than it. Yeah. And the only way to go faster than Infect is usually burn or uh, Death Shadow uh, aggro. Yeah. Or the new, or the new uh, bushwhacker-based uh, zoo decks yeah. with uh, Burning Tree emissary. Yeah. They beat- basically just chain like six creatures together and go. Oh, by the way. Hit it for 18. It's yeah, like, that's, what? That's you had really good creature on the board.
0: <laughs> that, that is a really good way to do it. So real quick, we don't have a lot of time left. You did mention this black-green Infect deck. How does it change from the blue-green version?
1: Okay, so your black-green Infect deck is going to have your Noble hierarchy, It has your Elf, It has your Pump Suite of Groundswell, Might of Elkrosa, Rancor, <laughs> Protection Pump, and Vines of Vastwood become immense. It has your Pendle Havens. And what makes it cool is that it plays cards like Plague Stinger, which is a one in a black one one flying infect. Gets around. It's, a, it's kind of like the black version of uh Bladed Agent in that it's an evasion one one for two mana. It also plays Phyrexian Crusader, which is one black black for a two-two zombie knight with here we go. First strike, protection from red, protection from white, infect.
0: That card is a if house.
1: If you are expecting You face Jeskai based control decks, which is the blue white red. So you're looking at Lightning Bolt and Path to Exile. Phyrexian Crusader can't be hit by Bolt or Path to Exile. It's amazing, and it's got Strike too. So put that with Rancor on. Mm Mm-hmm. It's fun. Also,
0: another another real quick uh, tip with Infect because Infect gives it a minus one minus one counters and not actual damage. If if you attack your Frexian Crusader into their 3-3, your creatures are just going to bounce off of one another. If it was regular damage, the 3-3 would kill your 2-2. But because it's infect, the 3-3 will be downgraded to a 1-1 and then deal one damage to the Crusader.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great. A really
0: It's a really dirty interaction. It is so, so rude. Your opponent's so like, oh, rude. sweet,
1: I'm going to kill it. Oh my god, right, it doesn't kill it. Now, <laughs> what black also gives you is... It, you're unlocking Dismember, so you don't have to worry about paying the mana cost for it usually, which is not bad. But it gives you access to hand attack and an actual removal spell. So it gives you Inquisition of like in the main. They also will play three to four Duress in the sideboard, so you can, you know, remove, choose target. So Inquisition of Kozlek. Uh,. I haven't really seen any updated lists. The one I have online that I'm looking at is from like a month ago. I mean, some play Thoughts use, but that's playing hot fast and lose your life total as well. That's fair. Banquist and Kozilek is the one mana black sorcery. Target player reveals his or her hand. You choose non-land card from that with converted mana cost three or less. That player discards that card.
0: We mentioned <laughs> it, should, it's possibility of having a reprint of you sets ago in the last episode.
1: Yeah, it, it removes, um, you know, it removes the way the counter kill removal spell. Uh, same with the rest. Funnily enough, this deck was playing Dark Blast. We'll get it a Dark Blast in a second. Yeah, as Dark Blast. But yeah, and you also get Abrupt Decay, which is black and a green, instant. Abrupt Decay cannot be countered by spells or abilities. Destroy target non land permanent with converted mana cost three or less. You're playing modern, a lot of cards are going to be three mana cost or less. It's just a solid get rid of it, gone. Now, you're playing these double double black and Phyrexian Crusader, and you're like, oh my god, how am I going to get this mana cost? Well, you're playing a one or two of Urbor Tomb of Yawgmoth, which turns all lands into swamps in addition to its other type. So it's actually like a beneficial type, Blood Moon type effect. Instead of making it just a mountain, it actually adds uh, the land type of swamp, so it makes it tap for black. It also gives
0: your opponent a bunch of swamps.
1: Right, but it also lets your fetch lands tap for black too. Which Which can
0: be very helpful at some point in the game.
1: Another side cyber attack This one plays is Carry and Call. This is another thing that kind of pops in and out of these blue green decks as well. It's three in a green for an instant. Put two one one green instant insect creature tokens with infect on the battlefield. So if you're looking to go long or against a deck that has a lot of removal, you can let them tap out, do their thing, then you go end step Carry and Call. Next turn, you have a bunch of stuff to just go lethal on. So okay. Kind of so cool.
0: this, this one seems a little bit slower, but it has it, it attacks on a different axis.
1: It's attack. It's not. It's the velocity's tuned down. It's actually one of mocks at the hands of Chris Fennell. Uh, it uses stuff like the hand hand attack, destruction, and the inevitable. The more inevitability of the first striking Frexing crusader. Um, even with a two two with first strike is still great. Uh, it does have incidental graveyard hate because it will play Leyland of the void out of the sideboard yeah. um, right off the bat and can pay for it. Unlike other, I've seen green blue try and play. Layline of Sanctity, which you can't be it gives you hex proof. I'm like, you're cheeky. Because you can technically pay for it with the white off of Noble Hierarch, but
0: You're never casting it.
1: You're, you're being too cheeky at that point. Yeah. So
0: So you've sold us on why we should play Infect. What are the things we need to watch out for when we're playing sitting down at the other side of a table of an infect of a modern event?
1: Okay, so it's 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 got some strong matchups and those are going to be like your ones that are going to go long dirtily tron has always been historically a great matchup it's gotten a little less better for us since they printed kozilex return and Worldbreaker because it has reach so you lose a vector of uh, attack through the air that you had before so it's like okay cool i can go bright bladed agent or in the air now it has a reach creature but it's still a great matchup. Um, decks are going to go slow and dirtily are the ones that Infect usually does better against. The quicker decks, like I mentioned, sui- uh, call it Suicide, but we're probably correct. Uh, Death Shadow uh, aggro, where it's looking to hit you hard fast and basically kill you as well of a turn three. Burn is an okay matchup. Uh, it just depends on if they have the burn spells to kill your creatures. Now, mid-range value removal decks, such as the green-black X decks, so Obzon or Jund though depending on whether playing white for path or red for burn path is something you don't want to see as much because you can actually bring in your wild defiance against the burn and it counters like i mentioned earlier in the deck how do you feel
0: about lingering souls
1: i hate lingering souls i hate (laughs) it with a passion that card can die in a fire all right Uh, mainly because it it puts a lot of chump blockers uh spell skite is something you're going to want to be careful of your opponent like i said it's a colorless artifact your opponent can play it in any color deck they want uh what it will do is they can pay two life. They'd rather pay two life than take Infect damage. They can steal your protection, steal your pump, and Life to doesn't matter as much. Uh, if you're playing against a red-white X deck, so you're looking at Naya or Jeskai or straight Boros, Deflecting Palm is an insane hoser, and you can get you can kill yourself because what it do, it says next time... It's a red and a white instant. Next time this source would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. If damage prevent this way, Deflecting Palm deals that much damage to a source's controller. It says source of damage. Infect is a source of damage. It will redirect the infect damage back onto you. So you could basically go, I've got a 10-10 or 11-11 infect creature. They go, tap red and white, you're dead. You, you get hit by Is your- that how
0: that works? Because I would imagine... Uh, having read the card and played with it a a few times um, in limited, that it would just deal 10 to you. Because it says deal that much damage.
1: Infect. remember how I defined infect? This creature deals damage to creatures in the form of minus one, minus one counters, and to players. It's dealing 11 infect damage. It's dealing it in the form of poison counters.
0: That is something that I would want to call a judge on. Cause, not that I don't believe you, but that sounds fishy. That's no, something that I will look no. into later.
1: Oh, no, no. It's how it works. Trust me. I've been killed <laughs> by oh, Deflecting Pump. Oh, Lord. No,
0: because
1: it says if damage is prevented this way, de- Deflecting Pump deals that much damage. I think it just did, does it deal 10?
0: No. Not, it deals that much damage to that source's controller. It doesn't okay. redirect the damage from the source. I forget. Source. No, yeah. Does it? Nah, scratch that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're at 10 and you're attacking with a 10 10, you're dead.
1: Yeah, but even then it's still a way to be like, I just blew all my infect or whatever on it. Yeah.
0: Let's move on to you know a card you mentioned Dark Blast.
1: Dark Blast is black instant. Target creature gets minus one, minus one to end a turn, and has dredge three. Dredge means if you would draw a card, you may put exactly three cards from top of your library into your graveyard. It's an insanely crazy deck. Way, way too much time to go into it. But basically it says your opponent can cast Dark Blast, kill one of your infect creatures. Then the next turn when they would draw a card, they just put the top three of their cards in their graveyard, put Dark Blast in their hand, and then cast it at you again. It's basically a repeatable, you don't get to play with an infect creature. Yeah. Period. All right, let's Unless talk you about have
0: a 2-2. Let's talk about it's another near- card that you hate. It's nearing Bridge.
1: I hate this card. It's in lander control. It says... It's a three-mana artifact. Creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand can attack. So laner c- control decks are basically putting their hand on the board with like one mana or zero mana artifacts. So they're usually sitting at one or no cards in hand. You would have to go to attack step with a one one and swing in. Or I've actually done this. I've swung and pumped my own spell skites just to get around because zero at zero. It can attack.
0: <laughs> That is one of the weirdest things. Like, I've played a few Inscenery Bridge decks, and facing down against a Noble Hierarch is the worst feeling ever.
1: Oh, yeah, because you can swing with it, and then it pumps itself to one damage, and then you pump it up. It's, it's the
0: worst. It's the shivalry, worst. Shillelagh
1: beats are hilarious. Um, uh, so Blood, yeah. Moon, Blood Moon sucks just against any non-basic lands because it shuts off your blue from Breeding Pool, meaning you have to hit... I've lost a game like this where an opponent stuck a Blood Moon on me, and, or Blood Moon down, and then went turn two Blood Moon, turn three Blood Moon. It was a fi- affinity, and they were, it was stupid.
0: Yeah. They
1: That'd hit me really with turn silly. two and a turn three Blood Moon. I didn't hit my Noble Hierarch to get blue mana in time. Like, it had Summoning Sickness the turn I needed to have blue, and then the yeah. turn after I was dead. Uh, it also technically, quote unquote, kills your Ink Moth Nexus because you can't activate your Ink Moth Nexus. Because they're
0: no longer, because they're, they're now mountains.
1: Yep. Another thing we mentioned earlier is the Gifts deck, which will run a reanimator package with Elishnor and Grand Bite, which is a 5-white-white, 4-7 white, with Vigilance. Other creatures you control will get plus 2, plus 2. Your creatures your opponent's control get minus 2, minus 2. Remember how we said all in- Infect creatures are basically going to want to play or 1 and 2 Power Toughness? You literally scoop if this card hits the battlefield. Unless you're able to chain Dismember Dismember the same turn, you just you just go home. Just, just go to sideboard next game. You can't yeah. win. It's like it, it's one of the cards where if that hits the battlefield, you're just like, yeah, I lost.
0: And I think we saved the best infect hoser for last.
1: <laughs> in our show notes, I have F this card in caps lock with periods to emphasize yeah. the fact that I hate with a passion Malira Silvak Outcast. The centerpiece of the then Birthing Pod decks and now the lovely Obzon Company deck, which is probably the deck I would want to face the least with this deck as an Infect player. What it says, it's a 1 and a green for a 2-2 legendary hu- creature human scout. Now, this is from the player perspective the player playing it. You can't get poison counters. That's the first line of text. The second line of text says creatures you control can't have minus one, minus one counters placed on them.
0: The Absent Company decks and the Birthing Pod decks, they only care about that last line. That first line only comes up very rarely against this deck.
1: Those first two lines of text, it has a third line of text, mind you, but those first two lines literally say your creatures don't have infect.
0: What was the third line of text?
1: Third line of text says, oh, yeah, your creatures don't have infect. Literally, it says your creatures your opponent control lose infect. (laughs) Fun fun rules clause here, though. Ink Moth Nexus actually gets around her because of some weird timestamp layering rules. Like, if you play a creature after Malyric comes into play, it'll lose infect. But due to the fact it gets infect until end of turn, it's a weird, like, turn-based thing where it loses... Like, your creatures lose infect as a keyword, but it gains infect until end of turn, so it actually layers above it. It's a weird rules interaction, but you can win around it. It's not an insta-scoop like Elish Norn, but it's the most annoying freaking card to play against is Infect. I have beaten her resolved on the battlefield before. And well, I just though. wanted i just wanted to throw my hands up in the air and do like Retired Champion because damn, that felt good. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be what it's weak to. Now, there are a couple sources. You can Google up. They're, the problem with Infect is that you'll really only find a lot of Infect articles around pro, modern Pro Tour times. So the last one will have been... From January-ish There's a good one That Like uh, Efro actually wrote a nice one in January About the green-black I know uh, Frank Karsten wrote one About the blue-green they played At Pro Tour with the Gatewatch Um, The main guy you're going to look for Is Tom Ross This guy is known as like the Infect Master He plays in Modern He plays in Legacy This guy is like Infect Savant he, has, he, he won an Invitational at SCG, and his token was the Infect token. The guy plays Infect. Um, any any Tom Ross Infect article, brilliant. He's the guy who actually got Team Channel, channel Fireball to play Infect at in a Modern Pro Tour because he's like, this deck is just good, you guys. He's the one who brought the uh, Become Immense tech to the deck. Um, the, big, another, the, the
0: biggest sign of respect that you could give to Tom Ross is that Reed Duke, Magic Pro, one of the best players of our current generation.
1: One of the nicest guys. One of the nicest
0: guys, period, ever. Um, He plays Legacy on the SCG circuit quite a bit, and he used to write for them. Um, And Reed's Legacy deck is Miracles. And out of respect, sheer respect for Tom Ross, he puts a Singleton, I think it's like a one or two of Peacekeeper in his sideboard, which says creatures can't attack. That's That's how influential Tom Ross is on Legacy Infect, that Reed Duke... Is like, look, I don't want to lose to Tom Ross. I'm going to put Peacekeeper on my sideboard so he can't kill me.
1: He puts a fun of in there for a single person. Yeah. Read a Tom Ross article. Now, usually I say avoid this website because it's a hive of scum and villainy. But we're just going to look at this hive of scum here. It's definitely a place of villainy, but reddit.com slash r slash infect. There is a reddit r for infect. Interesting. It's it's actually if you want some good source, it is an amazing source. They have uh, primers on uh, legacy modern there. Like that's where you can find the links to Team Pantheon's Pro Tour list from uh, Fate Forge in 2015 and Oath of the Gatewatch in 2016. They've got basically all of Tom Ross's primers there. They've got Tyler Hill's Pro Tour Fate Forge deck primer, which is a really good one. There are some legacy primers there. There's a Pauper legacy or a Pauper Infect list. Thing there, there's some videos all infect matches host on MTG coverage. It links to it. Um, people are t- there's talk about what are you playing? SCG Indy, help for GPLA, two or three breeding pools, splashes for infect. Someone's even bring up teamer infect. It's a great source if you want to learn about infect, it's your one stop shop, basically.
0: Yeah, infect has a lot of infect. Seem feels like a solved deck at times, but it definitely has a lot of room for variability and maybe a little room for customization. It, but the core you're, you're, is still there.
1: Yeah, your, your core, like you said, it's gonna. your core deck is going to be four Glistener Elf, four Noble Hierarch, four Blighted Agent if you're playing the blue variant. You're going to want four Might of Ulcrosa, anywhere from two to four Ground Swell, anywhere from two to four Mutagenic Growth, four Vines of the Vastwood, anywhere from two to four Become Immense, two Pendlehaven, four Ink Moth Nexus, and the re- like, eight to nine Fetchlands, three Breeding Pools, Uh, one or two Apostle's Blessings, and the rest is literally up to you. Oh, and four Gitaxian Probes. Yeah. Like, you're looking at maybe slots of about, in terms of spells, you're looking at maybe eight to nine slots that you can fuss with the numbers. It's a very tight solved deck. It's a known quantity. When people say, if the format's getting faster, Infect is always up there with Affinity and... Burn and burn aggro like Naya aggro decks. It's it's one of the classic, popular things. If you look at actually the uh, meta game on sites like uh, Magic MTG Goldfish, it's the fifth most popular modern meta game that they're tracking, with about four and a half percent of the meta. It comes behind Jund, Nyaburn, Obzon Company, and Affinity. It places ahead of Obzon, Tron, Goldfish, Scape Shift, Merfolk, yeah, <laughs> uh, Kiki Quirk. Yeah, it, it places ahead of a lot of other popular decks. It's, it's a known entity. People are going to play it regardless of the format. They'll be like, eh, you know what? I'm just going to run Infect. In the thing is you need to play the deck. If, you, if you're like, all right, this, this sounded really good. Ian, you sold me on Infect. Go get the deck, play so many reps with it. My recommendation is even goldfish it to learn your mana sequencing. Look at what your opening hands are. Look at your opening sevens. Say, okay, I need to mulligan. Mulligan is six. Goldfish a couple turns. See how like the first three, four turns of your game are going to look. Can you deal ten infect damage in those first three or four turns? You might not. You might be going against an invisible opponent, but just see how it plays. See how it feels, and then go jam matches. Find a friend with a gauntlet of modern decks, play them, build it online. It's not the cheapest deck anymore.
0: No, it's not going to be pap- very cheap.
1: All right. The, the blue green variant I'm looking at right now is $770 online uh, in paper. Online, it's $300 basically, yeah. or for 300 tickets. So you can plunk down the, th- if you have $1,000 or, or so lying around and you want to get into modern, you can build, in fact, Online and in paper for that thousand dollars. I mean, you're looking at John. That's that's almost a thousand tickets on online itself. It's two thousand dollars in paper. If if it's if you're like okay, I want to get a modern, and you have a thousand dollar budget, you can build in fact in paper and online.
0: Yeah. In fact, is all, it is one of those decks that benefits a lot because you, it can just goldfish. If you like, I did it a bunch with Storm. Storm is another deck that you can goldfish very well, and I'm sure that I'll get my chance to spill my guts on why Storm is the best deck and why everybody else is a chump. But we are getting close to the end of our time. Uh, Ian, where can people find you?
1: So pe- people can find me on Twitter at DixonIJ. Uh, I'm actually probably going to be streaming a lot of standard on my Twitch account because uh, I'm, sta- I'm practicing for GP Minneapolis over Memorial Day weekend, which is the 27th through the 29th. That'll be fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitch streaming that stuff coming up at twitch.tv slash dicks. And John, where can they find you?
0: They can find me over on Twitter at jwiley 129 I'm also on Twitch at that same name but I don't stream very often. I might look into streaming a little bit more in the future but we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it.
1: you're, more, you're always more welcome on my stream man.
0: <laughs> I, I know I'm aware of the open invitation. Uh, yep. If you can also reach the podcast directly on Twitter at eyes and the or over at Gmail at eyes at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and please leave us a review on iTunes or whatever your podcasting service is. We've only had one review so far on iTunes. Remember, I have not checked Google Play, but we give shout-outs to people at the beginning of each episode.
1: Yeah, if we get one, we'll do it. Remember, we're on Google Play now. We're on iTunes. It's There's great. no excuse. You have you have your ways to listen to us. But if, but if you're hearing this part, you've already listened to the episode. <laughs> thank you for that. And remember, county of 10 fun. You don't even need to use your toes. You can kill your opponent using your hands.
0: Yeah, who, who knows what the numbers above 10 are anyways?
1: Dude, I don't know. I just count <laughs> to 10 and win.
0: All right, that's it for us. We'll talk to you guys next time.